What's going on, everybody? It's the In The Money DFS podcast, hosted, as always, by myself, Justin, and joined by Dan. What's going on, Dan? Justin, good to see you as always, man. Ready to rock and roll here, week nine. Uh, you know, it's got to be a little bit of a bounce back week for us, as last week was, uh, it was tough, man. It was tough. You know, we talked about the highs and lows of DFS. You know, I was on a high going into last week, built up a nice bankroll, and that bankroll has vanished. So I got, I got to start building it back up here in week nine. And hopefully we can do that. I mean, last week was tough. Before the, we started recording, we mentioned how just not a good week for fantasy football in general. And basically, if you had Dalvin Cook, you probably won some money. If you didn't, then you, you probably didn't win any money because that man just was like one of the only players to really have a good week last week. It's just tough. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm mad because, you know, we did talk about that Green Bay-Minnesota game. Liked it. It's one of the three games I liked the most. And I went against the grain a little bit. You know, I had a Green Bay stack, so I was I was thinking in the right direction, but I didn't play it back with Cook. I played it back with Justin Jefferson. I didn't, you know, normally I even take a few variations. You know, we knew Cook was just coming back from a groin injury, and that just, I don't know, it just scared me away. And I am mad at myself for doing that. Like you said, if you didn't have Cook, you missed a big week. If you yeah. did have Cook and maybe a Miami stack at 2,400, they had 20-some points from, from a defense. I'm looking back at my notes, Justin, and, three plays that I was on most of the week and then I just didn't stay heavy with it was the Miami defense. I ended up tinkering too much and then bumping up my defenses. Corey Davis at 5,100. He had a good game in Tennessee. DJ Dallas over there in in Seattle had two touchdowns and again, just wasn't sure how the play was going to work out. So kicking myself a little bit, but this week I am just, I'm, I'm going, I'm no fear, no fear weekend here in week nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. We got we to gotta bounce back for the people. But before we get into this Thursday night game and this upcoming week's slate, my Twitter's at Justin underscore FFB. Your Twitter's at FFCoachDan. The podcast Twitter's at in the money DFS underscore. Subscribe if you're new. We're live on YouTube, as always, every Thursday night around 7 o'clock Eastern. So, all right, now I want to reel back into our, our podcast listeners. We got to recap week eight before we go into week nine, Dan. So week eight. I mean, I'm not going to go too much into detail. It's just a crappy week all around. I don't think you can take too much to it because I don't want to be uh, reactionary to just last week's results to pivot off of it and go to this week's results. I think it was more of an outlier week. You could take some signals from it, but I'm not going to overreact too much to last week because I believe it was a kind of like a fluky week, if you will. Yeah, last week was, I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, recapping the notes from our show, I mean, we were on some games. You know, Tennessee, Cincinnati put up some points. We talked about Green Bay, Minnesota, like we had. It just again, to win a GPP, you've got to be contrarian. You've got to, I've got to strap a set on going into next week, Justin, and make those plays like the Miami defense, like Corey Davis, like DJ Dallas, and that would have helped me tremendously. Instead, I got too conservative. And it just didn't all play out. Even Tyreek Hill. I love Tyreek Hill all week. And, you know, I had him in my home's lineup, but I didn't play him anywhere else. So I really just got to regroup, refocus. Jono Smith let me down. You know, I did have some good lineups, you know, some of those good stacks. But Jono 
crush me there. He's just not getting the targets. Instead, they went to Corey Davis. And, and again, that one little play is the difference between a winning lineup and a losing lineup. And instead of going with Corey Davis, I went with Janu, and, and that just didn't work out. Ah, uh, sad, man. Janu Smith. I mean, you got the Corey Davis, right? You said Corey Davis. I said A.J. Brown last week. A.J. Brown does have those dud games here and there, but at least this year you're seeing him kind of still be involved even in those dud games. And, I mean, I like, you know, the usage is there. Corey Davis looks pretty good. The offense just looks solid all around, and it's always a good offense. But this week, we got we got we got to bounce back. You mentioned it at the start of the show. We got to bounce back. Obviously, Tua last week didn't do great for me, but he did not lose <laughs> the game for the Dolphins. And as a rookie quarterback coming off that crazy injury in your first NFL start, going against Aaron Donald, I'm okay with the performance, honestly. So before people want to crap me for his 93 yards, and I, mean, I get it, it wasn't a good stat performance, but he didn't lose him in the game. He, he just got his feet wet, and I believe the stats are going to come later in the year. It's not an easy first NFL start against Aaron Donald. And honestly, Aaron Donald made him fumble the ball on his first uh, pass attempt of the game. I would have him autograph that ball. I would say thank you. I mean, it's an honor to have you, like, you know, make me fumble the ball. I mean, out of anyone in the NFL that you'd want to cause a fumble for you, I'd be honored that it's Aaron Donald so you could chalk it up to, oh, yeah, that guy's not human. It's fine. Oh, he's the best in the business, <laughs> yeah. with, without a doubt there. Yeah. You know, hey, I know, I know you're, you're on the Dolphin train there, and uh, loving Tua, got the jersey. And, you know, I, hopefully it's not just Coach Speak. Look at that, re repping tonight. You know, they said this is not just an addition for Tua. I mean, he's their guy. You know, so publicly, Coach Flores says we're he's our guy, and we're going to build around him. And hey, Arizona this week, the schedule lightens up. He's got the Jets coming up, so I think better times ahead for your boy Tua. Oh yeah, I'm I'm still riding the train. People can be like, "Ah, eh, you didn't look that great." I don't I don't care. I'm not worried about it. Not concerned. It's two a time. It's always two a time. Four and three Dolphins. Let's go. Let's ride. But quarterbacks this week. I mean, I'm starting it off. I'm taking one right after the list. I already see your list, Dan. I always have eyes on your list right there. <laughs> and that's got to be Josh Allen, 7K against Seattle. I mean, Seattle is just, I told you, man. I, I warned you. You can't even be surprised about that. I warned you. This is a uh, Seattle defense that just likes to look like Swiss cheese. It's, just, it's crazy. But Buffalo Bills, highest game total of the week at 55 points. It's insane. And the Bills are underdogs. You're going to be throwing. It's going to be a shootout game. You're going to see Josh Allen and his rocket arm and his highlight reel himself versus Russell Wilson. you got to game stack this game. This is the game you want to be targeting this week. I, I love this game. I'm excited to watch this game at 1 o'clock. Josh Allen, you already know why your series are going to be playing. We're going to talk about him in the wider series section. But Josh Allen I love. And obviously you can't not love Russell Wilson with the second highest team implied total at 29 this week. And I, like I already mentioned the over under. This, this game is just a game you want to target. I, I love both Russell Wilson this week. And I love Josh Allen this week. Well, call it a show, buddy. We're done. No, <laughs> All good. right. Um, <laughs> That's going to do it. Sign us out. Definitely, definitely love Russ, but I did, you know, doing a little bit of uh, early lineup mixes here, liked Josh Allen more. You know, Russ is just pricey. You know, you want to take receivers in a stack, it becomes really pricey. I wasn't really as crazy about the lineup build, but when I did build one with uh, Josh Allen, and, and I'll talk about a stack later, I really liked how the lineup played out. So at, at 7,000, I think Josh Allen's a prime play. Again, you're, you're, you're peeking through my iMac camera here and looking at my show notes. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll match you, man. If, if, if I'm not going Josh Allen this week, I'm going Deshaun Watson. Same price range, just $100 more Deshaun Watson at 7,100. And when you stack him with his wide receivers, or there's a couple ways you could play that Houston stack, it leaves you a lot more money to build the rest of your lineup. So I'm loving Deshaun Watson. I think Watson and Allen are my two best plays. Uh, like you, I love that Seattle-Buffalo game, but I also love that Houston-Jacksonville game of just no defenses, high pace. You know, the only 
maybe question I have is could Jacksonville's rookie quarterback run it back enough to have a decent day and keep it competitive and you know Lamar doesn't have to put on the brakes later in the game I hear you I mean that's that's always the problem I have with uh Baltimore I guess against teams that aren't that good because Lamar looks great and then he just gets set in the fourth quarter but then against good teams he can't really perform this year it's weird but I I will also say at 6,500 I like Ben Roethlisberger and there's one reason why I like him a lot. And if you look against their opponent, uh, oh, it's the Cowboys. Okay, that's all I got to say. Man, just keep kicking me while I'm down. <laughs> kicking me while I'm down. And I can't disagree. I probably should have wrote his name down. The only thing is I'm more on a, a Connor Strong when we get to running back. So, you know, I, I don't know how big of a blow-up game Big Ben will be. But for, for Justin uh, Cash Money over there, I, I de- definitely can't argue with that pick. Um, you know, I, I guess if, I, if I'm playing down, I'm going to go down to the Derek Carr range at 5,700. I like a little more um, two-sided match there with Vegas and, and the Chargers, a little Carr-Herbert shoot out there, and Carr at 5,700 I think is a nice play. If I'm not playing down, you know, we, we know we love Watson Allen, but if, if I'm not paying down, I'm just I'm paying up. It just seems like this year the, the big money scrambling quarterbacks, at least one of them is going off every week. I'm mad I didn't go heavier on Mahomes. We did talk now, like even though we're a little down and we're, we're you know we're a little upset with you know how last week panned out. We did talk about the Kansas City onslaught last week, and it happened. Like if you went Kansas City onslaught, you just needed Miami defense with it, and like really we gave our listeners good advice last week. We just didn't play our cards. Me specifically did not play my lineups kind of you know with the right correlation that took off. So. You know, the, the the advice wasn't bad. It's just putting it together the right way. Uh, it's okay, though. What the exactly. advice was there, so that that's okay. That's what matters. Hopefully, the, the listeners made their own lineups based on our advice and didn't chalk it up like on exactly what we had. We don't put a lineup together, though. We just talk about the games and players we like. So it's not our fault. <laughs> right? Yeah. I guess the last quarterback, Justin, you know, I mean, Kyler Murray's attractive at 7,800, but. Very low priced in the same range of our Watson, uh, Josh Allen guys. And I know it hasn't been a year like last year, but I'm not going to ever ignore on a week Lamar Jackson, especially at 6,900. I mean, there could definitely be something there. So I I think to wrap up the quarterback for me, it's Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson is my top stacks, you know, quarterbacks of the week that I'll build around. But Lamar will probably be that third guy I'm going to run to. Yeah, I like Lamar. I'll go for a cheaper option for people playing just so they can like say they want to try to line up with a really, really cheap quarterback. We're talking sub 5,500. So, no, it's not Tua. I'm going to free Tua from my reins and have him go off this week. So, there's that. But it's going to be Drew Locke against Atlanta. So, 5,200 Drew Locke. I mean, this dude just throws the ball deep. And all I need is someone else to hit for you to have a big week. So, he's more of a GPP play. I'm okay with stacking him with someone named Jerry Judy. So Jerry Judy is the first wide receiver I like a lot. He led all wide receivers in air yards this past week, which is kind of impressive because it's Jerry Judy. You don't really expect it, but this dude's always open, and he's 4,700, Dan. 4,700 against Atlanta? I don't understand that at all. I like the signals I'm seeing from him. I didn't like Jerry Judy at all. Well, I liked Jerry Judy coming out of college, but I didn't like him as much as I liked my guy C.D. Lamb, my guy Jalen Rager, or my guy Justin Jefferson. So he's my fourth-ranked wide receiver. But this wide receiver class is just insane. Like, every single rookie is basically producing this year. And it's the one year I didn't think they would because of COVID. But guess what? doesn't matter. They're all going off. So, Jerry Judy, 4,700 against Atlanta. That's all I got to say. 
I'm liking Judy this week. Uh, you know, I think he's due for a breakout week. I think he's a guy to have in your your dynasty regional draft leagues with a softer schedule coming up. Drew Locke built a little bit of confidence last week with a nice little comeback. So nice uh, low cost play there, Justin. I'm always here for the low cost plays, Dan. Who's who's your wide receivers that you're looking at this week? I don't want to steal your wide receivers. I stole your quarterback, so I'll let you steal some of my wide receivers first. How's that? <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Fair. You know, hopefully I'm taking your guys. I'm not sure. But, say say his name. You know, Do it to me. Say my favorite player's name. I mean, I mean you, you're liking Josh Allen, so you got to love Stefan Diggs, your boy. 7,400. Yes, sir. You got you to play him. You just got to. He's the number one. And if you're going to have a week where you're going to like Josh Allen, you have to love Stefan Diggs. John Brown's not 100%. You know, so I think Stefan Diggs is the deep ball guy there and is ready to have a, a knockout week. I love Will Fuller at 6,800 in that same breath of Stephon Diggs with Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, this this Texan team, two weeks to prepare. They're healthy. Uh, I see a lot of manufactured touchers there for Will Fuller and even Brandon Cooks uh, a lot less. I think he's 5,500. So the Fuller-Cooks combination with Watson's a nice little stack. And there's some nice – I guess I'll stay in this range first. Tyler Lockett, 6,800. I'm going with the Lockett week this week. Uh, I really, really believe matchup-wise uh, for Seattle, they will own the slot. And um, I think with that matchup there versus Buffalo, Buffalo gives up a lot to the slot, so that makes Lockett pretty nice. Keenan Allen's going to be a popular pick at 7K. Julio with Ridley out, 7,200. So I think depending on how you play your stacks, there's some nice guys in that range. You're not going to be able to afford them all, so you're going to have to play down somewhere. Darnell Mooney at 3,900. This might be the week, I think, he he might hit one, like and then Marcus Johnson at three thousand. I didn't expect you to list every out. single wide receiver you like them, but yeah, you go. Anyway, do you want any more? I got, I got two more that I like. <laughs> no, no, I, I am giving you no, no. three more. I like. Right. You, you can give me a few, you, and then I'll come back. You didn't take a lot, of my guys. You're good. Though. I like Darnell Mooney a lot. Marcus Johnson definitely interesting. I, I think he's talented. I like him. I like Deontay Johnson. I said I like Ben Roethlisberger for the same reasons against Dallas. Deontay Johnson gets all the targets. DJ Chark, I mean, it's tough. He's more of a GPP play just because you don't know what the heck you're going to expect. Ring some, ring some music over there. DJ Chark, <laughs> week, playing back. <laughs> yeah, you get them both right there. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, Cole Beasley, it's it's not sexy, man. But for cash, he's going to get you at least 20 points. Just what you think in a high, high-scoring game. And I could not be myself. Actually, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his name. There's a wide receiver here, Dan, who I say every week. I'm not saying his name this week. I'm just not going to say it because he's got, he's got to do well this week. So I'm not going to say it. But Justin Jefferson, I like him in a bounce back game at 6,100. The other wide receiver, I'm not going to mention. I'm still not going to mention. But you all should know who it is. Dan, don't say his name. You can't do this to me. What? Who aren't you mentioning? I'm not mentioning my guy because I want to make him do good this week. So I'm not going to talk about him. Because what happens is I talk about these guys and they, they don't do anything. And I'm not talking about him. But now our listeners aren't going to know who That's it is. That's okay. They should just listen back to every I, I, I single episode. I don't know episode. who it is at this point. <laughs> Let's just say he's in the highest scoring game, well, second highest scoring in this game this week with the, uh, you know, 52 and a half point over under going against Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say anymore. Oh, your boy. No, your boy. I'm not going to say anymore. Right no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. TJ Moore. Oh, don't say it. Oh, he's done. He's screwed now. He's screwed. Oh, don't play him. <laughs> you didn't say it. I said oh, okay. it. So you should be okay. okay. Good. Okay, go ahead. That's for a series I like this week. I think we touched on. Keep the faith. Who, who do you like? Well, I mean. 
That was a good coverage there. I say also don't forget about Marvin Jones at fifty one hundred. He seems to finally be coming through. That was a good pick last week. I called Marvin Jones. Well, yeah, that's oh, all right. I mean, all right. He did well. You called him, but yeah. I think you called him for the wrong reasons. You didn't know Kenny Galladay was gonna get hurt. It worked oh, out sh- even better. But hey, Galladay <laughs> had a tough matchup, you know, and I had Stafford. Stafford ended up with over three hundred yards. Could have been even better. He almost had another touchdown to Marvin Jones in garbage time at the end there and missed him by like a, a couple inches on a throw. So that was painful to watch. It, that would help tremendously. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Judy, 4700 nice price. So I think it's a good coverage, man, of a good frame of wide receivers you want to be looking at this week that you can have some nice lineup builds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listeners, just, just take what we say and make your own lineups. Don't listen to our favorite ones. Just listen to all these guys we talk about and, and make your plays. Uh, running back, the king is back. Are you playing Christian McCaffrey as we get 8500 Man, you know, I have him in my notes, but I still see kind of Mike Davis spring there a little bit. Mm-mm. And McCaffrey just not going off in week one. Um, GPP play, Christian I, McCaffrey. Uh, That's why it's GPP. Not on everyone. It's just put a line of in. You can't, you don't want to, you don't want to be sitting down Sunday night, Dan, and saying, Man, if I played Christian McCaffrey, I'd be rich right now. Like, that would be the worst thing ever to fade Christian McCaffrey. I'm just saying you can't fade him like that. He's just really hard to build into certain lineup construction, especially with some of those stacks we like in Seattle and Buffalo. Um, but, you know, let me mess around with some lineups a little bit more this week and see how I can get a McCaffrey build at 8,500. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I want to say see where it goes. I have two running backs I really like a lot this week. One is Chase Edmonds. I've been on Chase Edmonds' train this whole offseason, and I'm finally happy he's going to get the chance to show what he's going to do against Miami's run defense, which isn't that great. Miami's run defense can get exposed occasionally, so play Chase Edmonds. They have a really good pat. You know, I'm okay with Chase Edmonds. My second guy I like a lot this week is if you scroll down a little bit, you see DJ Dallas. I mentioned I'm stacking this game. I don't mind DJ Dallas in a match against Buffalo. Buffalo's run defense hasn't looked that good this year, which is weird because last year they were really, really good at run defense, and this year they're just not that good. And I already mentioned the over-under being high. And DJ Dallas looked pretty good last week in a game that was kind of up-tempo for the Seattle Seahawks and pass catcher back. Good combination. I got to, you know, have those names in the notes here. I think I think we're on a similar wavelength, brother. Um, James Robinson, still intriguing to me. You know, 7000 a little bit pricey. But I think he's one possible playback in that Houston-Jacksonville stack that, that I like. I think this is Robinson's last really good matchup before his schedule gets harder. Again, with that rookie quarterback, though, they may stack that box. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but I, I think you missed the, the money play of the week. The FF Coach Dan, Money Play of the Week, even going against my heart, James Conner Strong. These are the games that Pittsburgh just mashes in, man. People are running – like running backs are just becoming heroes against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, even though Dallas played a little bit better last week, they're in trouble versus the Steelers. We have another quarterback change. You're going to – Garrett Gilbert, I believe, is going to be the starter for Dallas. You know, the XFL was his last stint, I believe. Uh I, I think my boys are in trouble, and I think Connor's going to rack up a lot of points. Sixty nine hundred two is a nice value. Yes, sir. You got to play him. You got to play Lamar because you're both sixty nine hundred. I think that's just that's just an automatic win right there. We could we could cheat the DraftKings system right there by doing that. Antonio Gibson, this guy is just fun to watch play football, man. I mean, I'm a big fan of a lot of Washington football team players with Gibson and McLaurin. I didn't mention McLaurin, but play McLaurin. You got to have at least one out with McLaurin. But Antonio Gibson. 50-100. I like him, but I also like David Montgomery. The offensive line sucks. That's the only problem. The offensive line for Chicago is very, very bad. But Montgomery, 
I'm not a fan of him, but he didn't look that bad last week. Like he looks pretty, pretty solid. It's a tough matchup, but I don't mind him. I'm probably paying up, like I said, at running back. I'm probably gonna be playing the Derrick Henry, James Robinson, James Conner, Chase Evans kind of guys. So I don't have to worry about trying to mine for running back value. I rather mine for wide receiver value. But I figured I gotta get the listeners to full spectrum. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this a little bit more later on, but I'm gonna say. You would be on the right path oh, with Montgomery. He, he's, he's been kind of sneaky in, in a really good situation because he's getting the volume. He's our only guy to really run the ball. You know, they'll kind of give Cordell Patterson a few touches for, for game and he does nothing with them. Um, you know, he's their pass catching guy. He's getting that with Cohen out. So he gets volume, but he's not doing a lot with it. And this week, the Bears are, look like they're going to be out up to four offensive linemen. And that's on that already suspect offensive line that you were just talking about. So I, GPP I play Dave Montgomery. <laughs> oof, it, it might be ugly for Monty this week. All right, don't. don't but don't it, I Monty. think what, 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 I didn't see the offensive what, line report. That's my fault. Yeah, I just got that update today, and then I think one other update or one other running back that I would put point out uh, just off of recency bias from last week. He may not blow up as much, but you know you're looking at CMC at eighty five hundred. I think Dalvin Cook at eighty two hundred saves you a few hundred dollars, and you're going to get a similar performance. If not better. What about Justin Jackson? 4900 if you want to turn on mine for value. Justin Jackson, pass catching back. Yep. Going against the Raiders, I think he's a solid play at 4900 He He has been looking better every week. I think he's starting to get his legs under him. Josh Kelly's looking worse every week. And I think there are going to be some lineups where you are going to need Justin Jackson at that value of 4900 to get some of those builds you want. So happy you mentioned him. Great play. He's one of the few running backs I have highlighted. Awesome. Now tight ends. It's a little disgusting here, Dan. I'm not a fan of these tight ends this week. It's gross. So I'm okay with paying up for Travis Kelsey. This dude is, I want to say, seventh in the league in receiving yards, which is always crazy. Kelsey's just consistent. He's just always there every year. The dude's a beast. Hits his targets, and he's looking really good this year, and I like him in the matchup against Carolina. Solid. You can't go wrong with Kelsey any time this year. I think for cash, he's just been as consistent as they could get. So you you definitely can't go wrong, Justin. My issue with Travis Kelsey is there are two elite tight ends at a lot less of a price than him this week. I have four plays I love at tight end. And overall this year, I've been picking tight end pretty good, except for when I go up my heart like last week and take John o. Smith which I will not make that mistake this week. And I want to say I love Darren Waller at 5,800. We talked about that shootout with the Chargers with a very high over-under of about 53. And then you have Mark Andrews, who I was just kind of messing around with a stack here with Lamar, talking about Lamar being so cheap at 6,900 versus the Colts. I think you know every week, Justin, you and I look at the over-unders and we look at the matchups and we have those few games that we love. And at the end of the show, I normally say, but Justin, there's this one game that kind of looks sneaky, and I think that's the Ravens and the Colts. I think those defenses, especially the Colts' defense, is vulnerable. I think this could become a high scorer. Even Phil Rivers has been putting up some points, so I, I think they'll run it back. And Mark Andrews at 4,800. Is that a typo? Am I seeing that right? I know he's had a quiet year, Justin, but Mark Andrews is not a 4,800 dollar tight end that is a very concentrated offense and i'm starting to really get higher on this game as we go so i love wallers and andrews if you're going to pay down a little bit on tight end but i think they're going to be chalky hunter uh hurst henry there uh hunter yeah hunter henry at four thousand. hayden hurst at 4100 however you want to say their names they're in that nice four thousand forty one hundred price range i love those two guys as, as gpv plays yeah i like those shots a lot right there I also, I think you got to mention Ebron, man, because it's Dallas. 
<laughs> you always gotta mention like, it's never it's never not important. Steelers, Justin saying this week. You could be you could be on to something there. I could be. I also like I mean Ingram. Ingram's being involved a lot, and I think this game against Washington football team could be. I mean, not the the highest paced game, but forty three hundred. I think he's the one of the best values at the tight end position. He's he's getting a lot of targets. He's got to make more out of it, and I think this could be the week where Ingram has himself a, a great game. If you, if you want to punt at tight end, Justin, I want to say Jordan Aikens is back. He's 100% full practice participation. Before he got hurt for the Texans, he was their number one. And he was getting some pretty good, you know, targets and games. He was, you know, he was just flashing. You know, he was starting to, you know, show it. So at 3,300, I think he's a nice pump play, especially in, you know, that Texans game. If you're stacking those lineups, he might be a sneaky GPP play. Gotcha. Definitely keep an eye out for him now. Dan, we got defenses to talk about. And last week, Miami, we had a nice little text message conversation on Sunday. You're saying that I said some stat about Jared Goff and turnovers. Well, guess what? You're wrong. I listened to that thing twice <laughs> or three times the way through, man. And I never said that. I said Miami was a great play. And I gave you this infamous sound effect. Because Miami's always a play. That's cool. So I'm sorry that you thought I would, you know, do that to you. I would never go against my Miami Dolphins, Dan. I, I, so you, you, you gave me the music and the chant because you settled with it was the Dolphins, but you did give a quick mention of just Jared Goff. I did not. I listened through this defensive <laughs> section. I didn't do it. I would never say. I, I don't like Jared Maybe Goff. It Maybe it was pre-show you said. I heard I it I, it was head. It was probably one of the other podcasts you listened to, Dan. I would never say that about Jared Goff. I, I would I wouldn't say it. I just wouldn't. I don't I don't have Jared Goff stats like that. I, I think I mentioned this. I feel like there was something. I, I feel like but, yeah. but I'm, I, I'm over it. I'm over it again. I, I've been feeling pretty good about defenses. I've been playing playing some pump plays that have have panned out, and and I've got another. I feel money pump play this week. I am having flashbacks of it. You know, a year ago when Nick Foles burnt me, and I remember. When he had a bad Jacksonville O-line, he could not do anything. And now, all of a sudden, the Bears, without four offensive linemen, I know the Titans aren't you know, setting the world on fire with their pass rush, but when you get a great matchup, you get a great matchup. I think Tennessee could score some points, and Nick Foles could be in for a long day with just no offensive linemen. Hopefully, Clowney shows up to play for a change. That'd be great. Um, at $3,000, I think Tennessee's a beautiful pump play. I also like Houston as another option at 3,100 versus the Jags and a rookie quarterback. And in, in his first start, if um, Matt Stafford, for some reason, doesn't play, he's on the COVID list. I, I think, you know, he's not COVID positive. I think he could get cleared and play. The Vikings could be a nice, even lower pump play. I think 2,400. And then if you're going to pay up the Steelers versus my Cowboys, 4,900 is high, but they might just put on a clinic. So they're not in Pittsburgh though. So I, I'm going to have a tough time paying up that much for the Steelers. Yeah, I think you I mean you hit the nail on the head with all these picks so far. I agree with all of them. I like them all. The Titans was my play of the week, so I'm glad we're on the same page there, Dan. I'm not gonna argue against any of yours. I'm, I'm just gonna stick with those because I don't. <laughs> I don't want to add another defense in for the listeners to just keep in mind. I agree with. I literally had all those defenses that you just mentioned in in my defensive list. So we're on the same page, and I don't think I gotta say any more. I think you covered it pretty well, Dan. So thank you for that making my job easier, making less time for the listeners to listen to, being efficient for the listeners this week. Now, stack of the we're week. We're locked man. in, man. We're locked yeah, in. Yeah, we're locked in. Stack of the week, man. It's Josh Allen. It's Stefan Diggs. It's running it back with DK Metcalf because I don't care about this Tyler Lockett week. But guess what? You can play Tyler Lockett too. It's crazy. 
Holy crap, you can just do that. You can do that right there. That's the, that's the quadruple stack of the week. It's both receivers for Seattle, Stefan Diggs and Joshua Allen, the human highlight reel himself. That's my stack of the week, Dan. What's your stack of the week? I love it, man. I love it. I, I think I have three stacks I'm, I'm messing with here. You named one of them, okay? I think that's something. We'll look at different combinations. I think you're onto something there, especially if Josh Allen gets running. That, that could be really nice. Uh, it makes it's a little harder to pay up for Russ Wilson, like we said. But I have two stacks. One, one I came into the show with, and one I'm leaving the, in, the, in the Money Podcast with. I went into the show with a Deshaun Watson stack there. All right, with Cooks and Fuller, I might even go quadruple stack with Aikens at his low value and just hope Watson goes off in an onslaught game versus the Jags, who are, you know, they're playing for uh, a number one draft pick there in Trevor Lawrence. And you just, you play that back with, I'm loving DJ Shark Week, man. I, I just think it makes for a really nice stack. And then the other sneaky one is Lamar Jackson with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. You'll never find those three guys any cheaper. And play that back with Mr. Marcus Johnson at 3000 and you could build your lineup any way you want. So I think we gave our listeners three solid stacks this week. Yeah, I mean, I like that last one, the, the, the quadruple five-time stack you had in the Houston game is something else, man. But, hey. I, I like the boldness of it. That's going to do it for this week of the End of Money podcast. My Twitter, once again, is at Justin underscore FFB. Dan's Twitter is at FFCoachDan. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at End of Money DFS underscore. Find out when we go live on YouTube around 7 o'clock Eastern time every Thursday. Subscribe if you're new to the podcast. Any last words for our listeners, Dan? Hey, we're mad about week eight, and when we're mad, we normally bounce back with a focused performance, and that's why we got the show under 40 minutes this week. Lock it in. I hope if you and I, Justin, aren't in the money, we certainly hope all our listeners are. I couldn't say it better myself. All right, I'll see you guys next time.